Welcome to Queer in the Time of COVID, a podcast where we discuss and explore everything that's pecking our heads about the pandemic and everything we're doing to get through this little patch of whatever it is we now call life. I'm Lucy Cecil. And I'm Olivia Taylor. <laughs> that was lovely, very round, honeyed. Oh, that's me. Sweet like chocolate <laughs> you just, boy. <laughs> you're just so um, adept at these Zoom, Zoom calls because of your, your work. I can imagine you're on these 24-7. I am 24-7 Zoom. I was actually late for this because I was on another Zoom and I'll be <laughs> early to work tomorrow. I normally start work at 9.30, but I have a nine o'clock Zoom. Oh, oh God, a nine o'clock Zoom. <laughs> How are you doing? Week five. Week five. Well, I've actually had quite a good day today because I have been able to sit outside in the garden all day doing some work. So that's I know so that's nice. Yeah, I know it's like really nice. Um, so I feel very grateful. It's not my garden, it's my mum's garden. Um, I don't have a garden. But um, yeah, I was like doing some work at the dining room table, which is where I normally am. And then um, my mum was like doing some gardening and she was like, oh, um, come outside. It's actually all right. And then um, I went outside and I had a jumper on and a scarf on and a full length dressing gown on because it was like <laughs> warm. But, you know, if you're sat doing nothing, it's quite cold. Yeah. Uh, but that was just like perfect. That's so yeah. So I, um, I just did that um all day and work from there and then finished at about half six and now here I am um how was your day and week <laughs> yes all right um I did not have with my work today but uh that's totally fine <laughs> and I did it all inside all the nothingness but um yeah no uh so we obviously we just had Easter bank holiday the most stunning bank holiday of everyone's lives I'm sure yeah, the weirdest time <laughs> jam-packed full of activities it was quite nice though to have four days because I feel like you were saying um, before we started recording that like there are two there are only two different headspaces you can be in I mean for those of us who are lucky enough to be working it's yeah. like the working headspace and the not working headspace and it's quite nice to have a chunk of time where you can kind of get into the headspace of each I guess and four days is quite a good time to do that and you can just like, I don't know, mix it up a bit. Yeah, definitely. Have some holidaying during this uh, quarantine time. Is Yeah, it's definitely, it's like different feeling. I mean, I, yeah, I had a nice bank holiday as it goes. Like it was really nice weather. Went on a really long walk on Saturday. Saturday? Yeah. Went, walked like over 10, 10K. Um, okay. walked, walked from here to like the Etihad and back essentially. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, fun. Uh, doing lots of urban exploring. Love that. Um, uh, Izzy and Adam's friend set up a film, a film festival where like a bunch of people got given a title of a film and a genre, and then we had to make an under three minute film and like submit it within like twenty four hours. Oh, that is um, very you. Oh yeah, no, I know. I came into the living room and Izzy went, um, got a project if you want to be involved. And she like explained it and I just went like, yes! I was <laughs> like, okay, what we need is this and what we need is <laughs> I love making a little film, as you know. What um, did you present? So our film was called, so the title, so our genre was art house slash indie movie. Of course. Um, and the title was Maple Syrup Summer. Um, and uh, Izzy and Adam were like, we do not want to be in it. Whatever happens, we don't want to like be in it. And I was like, okay, well, fine. So we, I was like, well, we've got that tiny maple syrup bottle, which you gave me. Oh, yeah. Thank God I had it. <laughs> Stuck some eyes on that. <laughs> and then we made this little film, which was like a sort of um, coming of age uh, indie film about a, a character called Maple Syrup, um, who was in her last day before summer. She needed to meet up with her friend Pancakes um, and <laughs> before they went off to college. And um, yeah, and we just like interlaced the whole thing with loads of like the shins and arcade fire. It was perfect. It's like book smart, but for breakfast food. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, it was like dumb and stupid, but really fun. Uh, and I'll have to, I think they're going to be put up like on a, like a Vimeo or something. I will send it to you and to uh, Patreon users. Uh, yeah, this is like, definitely Patreon content at this point. Yeah put it on my only fans um that's amazing so, yeah. you should put a cold case up for like two grand 
Oh, yeah. I need to find that, actually. I'm not sure where it is, which is a bit worrying. It's on but, a YouTube um, channel. We've definitely yeah, no. Chromecasted a cold case before. Yeah, I'm not sure it's on YouTube. I think we just did it from my computer, but I will have a look. Uh, okay. Yeah, I know. It's, it's worrying. Um, but uh, yeah, it was super fun. Loved doing stupid shit like that. So had a nice time. Then on the Sunday night, we all did a Zoom call and like watched all the films together, which was cute. And Aww. everyone put in like loads of effort. It was really fun. So was that, that was winner? Ask the Capricorn. No. <laughs> oh, okay. I guess that's no one fine. wins in a no one wins in a quarantine film festival. <laughs> oh well, then where's the jeopardy? <laughs> it's about having fun, creating, <laughs> feeling productive. <laughs> yeah, which you can do while trying to win. That's the win. Mm, okay we see things differently sometimes olivia here, here we come here we come down on our on our party lines yeah um okay fine well so yeah so we had a good time yeah so it was a nice time lots of nice weather just did lots of sitting outside on the balcony and going outside and drinking a lot of beers and stuff and yeah it was a nice time how was your bank hole i mean yeah all just kind of like blended into one i mean we're similar yeah. bit, but unfortunately i didn't do um didn't make an indie art house film about maple syrup sadly i wish i had um well i'm gonna make us do a film festival oh <laughs> i would love that how did they how did they decide the names i think if we do that we should do like a sort of wheel of fortune where yeah. they get allotted yeah, so that, that, that's what they did. They did a complete randomization. I'm not sure how. Um, and, but what they did for the film titles, which I thought was really clever, was they just put one of their um, iPods on shuffle. And then like whatever the track name was, was the names of the films. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that was good. Um, and Maple Syrup Summer is such a good name for like an indie film. It really is. 500 yeah. Days of Maple Syrup Summer. Exactly. <laughs> um, so anyway, what are you living and longing for as we go forward into this week? Well, this week I am living for, so again, it's to do with my new favourite medium, TikTok, because you know that I am... Um, just you know down with the gen x's to know all of these bits um so i love tiktok anyway but i love this even more so this just intersects so many things that i like so i'm so pleased that this okay. has happened because i feel like it's a really strong living for so tiktok which we already know that i agree with and like <laughs> um jason derulo who you know i agree with and like and we all do um and gay rights which we all know. Oh, agree with I've them. seen this. Yeah, so what yeah. it is, for those of you who haven't seen it, is um, the song Get Ugly, which came out about four years ago by Jason Derulo, um, has a line in it that says um, something like, this girl's straight and this girl's not. And yeah. um, Gen Xers have co-opted this line um, into their TikToks for coming out purposes so yeah it was originally i guess like if you want to if you want to think of derulo unfavorably it was maybe like a bit of um a bit of a fetishizing and co-opting of queerness in a way that was not necessarily the greatest that line um yeah and that they have reclaimed to come out in a cool pop tiktok vid which is really cute and the videos are so cute and i think that i think that it was maybe on them on the them website that i read about it so right yeah find it there and they've got like all of the tiktoks um collated from that and it's (laughs) really nice so i just saw one on twitter that was to that theme of like it was someone coming out and i was like oh that's cute but i also and i don't want to be a like debbie downer on this but i also just think like how would you like uh, it's not that explicit that that's what that that's what that person's trying to tell you like they're just like singing along to a song (laughs) i think that it kind of is though the way that they sort of do it I think that... Okay, yeah. Maybe I just don't take TikTok as seriously as some people like you. <laughs> yeah, TikTok's a very serious medium, as we know. Um, well, anyway, I think it's just... I think it's cute. So that's It is nice. cute. And I am longing for the Lady Gaga concert that is coming up on Saturday, which by the time this goes out will have already happened. And yeah. um, I cannot wait to see the likes of Oprah, Elton John, Stevie Wonder, Lizzo, J-Lo, Christine and the Queens and everybody collectively holding their breath it's time for Celine Watch so 
in a change to our usual format, we are having the Celine watch front and center of this podcast because the one, the only Celine Dion will be front and center on that stage for the Lady Gaga concert on Saturday or whatever the stage is, her, her living room slash water park. <laughs> yeah, she's going to be sliding down that big old wavy slide. Singing Shall to we us do all. this? Woo, woo. <laughs> yeah, I, I am thrilled that Celine is going to be part of that concert because... I mean, how could she not be? Oh, it's very Celine. I'm very pleased they got her to do it. Um, and yeah, can't wait to see that. It's going to be... Um, an interest. Do you know what's funny is I had not in my head really <laughs> thought about the fact that it's obviously going to be in everyone's homes. <laughs> yeah, because that, that's in my head it was just was like a concert. <laughs> yeah, that was my next question to you of like, how is it visually going to look? I can't, I can't imagine it. I mean, obviously they'll all have gorgeous homes, and maybe they'll have like yeah. camera people in hazmat suits that can come in and do things. Um, I don't know. But I think they will, yeah, they'll have like some people come and film from like, or set up filming from a safe distance, etc. And then like, they'll just film it and it will all look stunning. It'll just be like link to link of each person in their home and Lady Gaga in, the, in between, like hopefully in a stunning suit telling us all about it. Yeah. And I'm sure that like rightly or wrongly, they all have access to tests. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what, what, what format it takes and what it brings us, but uh should be good. Uh, yeah. I assume Gaga will be doing Stupid Love. <gasps> what if she does a piano version? I think that that's what she can only do. Because you know, anyone who knows anything is obsessed with Lady Gaga's piano versions of songs mm. and Stupid Love on the piano. Oh my God. That would be... Can't wait. Yeah, I mean the the kindness punks will be in bits <laughs> um, i was just thinking how it's such a tragedy um in uh the most stupid not actual use of the word that um stupid love came out and we never got to hear it on a night out not yet yeah the you only time have, we heard it was at kim petrus yeah for like two minutes well not even like two minutes, 30 not seconds. even two minutes like 40 seconds yeah, yeah before it had but, come out and that's why like it couldn't be listened to for any yeah. longer um but yeah can't wait to all do that and i think it'll be nice because it'll be like a collective experience that we can all enjoy and given that eurovision is no longer happening and various other things it'll be nice to like all feel united in watching that and enjoying like this very sort of like singular piece of pop culture at this time all yeah. together. i think it'll be quite yeah, a I- unifying thing I think you're right. There's there's like a um, lack of event television and event happenings and stuff. Like I feel that loss in terms of this is on the absolute opposite scale. But I feel that that in terms of the loss of like football, there's no yeah. more like yeah. event things happening where everyone knows this has happened in the the league and this is blah blah blah. None of that is happening anymore. So yeah, I, I agree. It will be a nice collective collective action and, yeah, uh, and it's like re- fun. reasons to stay bonded and positive and all the rest so yeah um, I'm looking forward to that what are you living and longing for this week Lucy uh so I am living for um absolute hun of my life Richard E Grant of you know an actor (laughs) he has been doing like every day so you know he's in with Nail and I which is one of my favorite films one of my favorite Um, films as well yeah, he has been doing every day on Twitter a video, which is like him just doing like one quote from With Nail and I. Oh, um, amazing. And okay. Yeah. He's With Nail and Isolation. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he did it on a one-off first off, but everyone like loved it. And he does it every day. And the best thing is he just does like one short line because he says it's like the one script that he remembers, it has remembered his whole life because it was like had such an impact on him. Yeah. And um, he just... He just reads like one line and then he just like bursts into like maniacal laughter. It's uh-huh. so cute and funny and great. And like, I am living for it. it. It really perks me up each day to see what he's got to say. And I just think he's a nice hun. Do you know, so... what, I, do you know what I think? I think that when, um, when lockdown is lifted and we can dream about us together again, a la Janet Jackson, um, we should, um, we should, recreate the with nail and i bit 
where he's having a chippy in the bath. Yes. Oh <laughs> my god. Yes. Because all of the chippies are shut. Yeah. Um, and you can't get a chippy. So when we like to have a chippy anyway, when we do the podcast, we do. You should just record it from the bath, having a chippy over the bath. Absolutely. That is our like. Um, That's our zenith. Our like monumentous coming coming back together. Pod yeah. Is us in the bath with a chippy, <laughs> doing with Nell and I. <laughs> I think so. Um, I think it's the only uh, thing perfect. For us. And what is your longing yeah. for, apart from that, obviously? So my longing for is, it's simple, it's um, refreshing, it's a shandy. <laughs> I oh. can't, can't pretend it's anything else. Because with all the hot weather, right, there's nothing better than a shandy. And obviously we're all gagging for the pub anyway, but I'm mainly gagging for specifically a shandy, which I know I could recreate myself, but it's just not the same as, you know, being in the actual pub, having a shandy, sat in a pub garden. Um, I've also like vowed to myself to like only drink on the weekends to make it like a like um, just to make it like it's a different kind of day <laughs> and it's like something like a treat to have a nice beer so right. I'm like oh I could uh, plus I don't have that much booze so I have to do that I have to ration myself um, and I was, I was thinking I could recreate some shandies in a pub atmosphere um with some like uh sport on in the background but it's not the same thing and i just am longing for a beer garden and a shandy and for all this to go away <laughs> so lucy as you know um i'm incredibly down with the gen x's because yeah. i know about tiktok but i also know about about the memes and what what i've known and what i've seen is that there's been a lot of the um there's been a lot of dream well there's been a lot of quarantine dream house scenarios doing rounds on instagram and especially like in relation to sort of dream queer houses that you could be locked down in yes and i thought that's just not good enough it needs to be bespoke (laughs) and needs to be bespoke to you Oh my so god! I present to you now, Lucy, your fantasy lockdown houses. Oh shit! Of which you can only choose one. No. So you must choose one, and you must choose <sighs> wisely. Are you ready? Okay, I'm really nervous. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> it rem- when I did this, it reminded me loads of. Remember when we were in France and we um were doing our like fantasy netball teams that's what I was just thinking of that's so weird yeah that just reminded me of that as well it reminds me of that so um okay take your mark because we're about to play okay so there are four houses there are four people in each house oh you would make the fifth member of the house fifth member yes and you could only choose one house for the whole of lockdown, however long that lasts. Okay? Oh God, I'm stressed. Yep, go on. And you can't, you can't trade houses at any point. So mm. your decision is final. Bad for me. Okay. House one. Lucy Bronze. The Barefoot Contessa. <laughs> Moira Rose. <gasps> and Bernard Sumner from New Order. What a house. Well, Shit. That's, that's just house one. Shit! (laughs) House number two, are you ready? Yes. Okay. Jill Scott, aka Long Tall Jill. Yeah. (laughs) Orville Peck. You have to stop. (laughs) The cat that says, well, hi, like a southern bell. And Harry Styles. <gasps> Stop it! Yeah. Fuck. I know. Shit. House <laughs> number three. Okay. Kim Petras. Strong. Brad Leone. No, I knew he'd be there somewhere. <laughs> Billy Piper. Oh, Olivia. And finally, Saran Jones, but only in character as Gentleman Jack. 
constant entertainment in that house. Then you've got your fourth and your final house. Woo. Okay. Yeah. Right. You've got Nigel Slater. Oh. Laura Linney. <laughs> Lady Gaga. Shit. And the final person. Wishbone. I'm dying. I'm dead. Oh my god. <laughs> so, can you send those to me quickly on WhatsApp? Yes. <laughs> so I can review. Yeah. Um, one sec. <laughs> I like that you put Wishbone the dog. <laughs> oh dear. This is incredibly difficult, Olivia. Yeah, I know. Because I, what I did was I picked yeah. like all of the top tier people and then I spread yeah. them out. Yes, you you very much have. Yeah. Um. Oh God. Okay. Right. I mean, so say, you, say your thought process out loud. Say it out loud. Yeah. People at home. I will. So house one, you're looking at like a great time being able to like um, make massive cocktails with Barefoot Contessa. You got Moira Rose just cracking you up left, right, and centre, saying bear bear. You got mm. Bernard like playing you some good music, and then you've just got Lucy Bronze's thighs. I'll leave that at that. Mm. Um, and then House Two, you've got Long Till Jill. She's been doing really great videos all lockdown about how to learn like tricks of football. She could teach me them, and she could help me perfect the cocktail of Long Till Jill as well. Mm. You've got Orville Peck, who I'm absolutely in love with, and could just like serenade me all the time. Same with Harry Styles stunning and we've got that cat saying well hi which i love and also have been thinking about how much better my life would be at the moment if i had a cat yes because so, a cat lover lives here and this is to a famous cat absolutely <laughs> exactly um and then house three you've got kim petras just being an absolute hun and she can just like perform and like whip her hair around loads for me all the time that'd be great if she's up to i'm not saying she has to perform for me mm. um and well, then she, she will i'm sure she will. She loves it. She's missing it, surely. Yeah. Um, you got Brad. I'm obviously a hashtag Brad wife. So, you know, that's almost a no-brainer, but it's difficult. And then you got Billy yeah. Piper. Well, you and, and the fermented things as well. Absolutely. All the kimchis, all the sauerkrauts, everything ever that I've ever wanted. Mm. Um, I'm also, uh, it's not a term, but I'm a pipe wife. So, uh, mm. you know, that is a great... <laughs> What and then you're rounding that off with Gentleman Jack. Well, Saran Jones, but only as Gentleman Jack. Um, I like to think of um, her as constantly just like taking me out to the moors for a walk, which would be good. Mm. Um, and then, oh, house four. Nigel, you got Nigel cooking for you. Laura Linney just being a really lovely, calming presence, I can imagine, in this time. Yeah, um, I don't agree with it. a good combo with. Um, you've got Gaga, who is just, you know, obviously my, like, top hun of all time, basically. Um, but I do think she'd be very busy at the moment, and I think she's got a lot on. She, got, she won't have much time for me as I might want. Okay. Um, but, but, then you've got Wishbone. Yeah, and I feel like Wishbone <laughs> will have all the time in the world for you. Wishbone, Wishbone have all the time in the world, and can take me to any time in the world. <laughs> which yes. would be good as well. Yeah, he could um, transport you to a, a life pre-COVID. <laughs> potentially yeah, exactly uh yeah so this is incredibly difficult i i will let you know that i am torn between at the moment house two and three interesting and i will probably go for oh oh i can't love it's so hard <laughs> torn on the platform the platform being zoom Oh. <laughs> oh my god i feel like if brad weren't in house three you would pick house two really easily that might be correct but um i'm going for two i'm going for two i cannot not have the opportunity of both the peck and the styles in one go yeah and the, and the cat that says well hi obviously <laughs> and can you imagine a duet between those three? Oh, please i mean Heck, long time jill won't cat. know what's here <laughs> <laughs> yeah just them singing and then just well hi <laughs> every now and then being those high notes 
Yeah, so um, did you enjoy that? I, I am like, that is the highlight of my week, <laughs> like, without a doubt. <laughs> wow, I mean, the bar is low, but I still will take that as a win. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, that was so great. I'm going to have to think of something equally as great for you um as a present for next week okay thanks um, so, so we'll we'll uh leave leave me with that leave me with some homework okay. but yeah thank you that was great <laughs> hopefully there's another meme that i can do to back you know so that will become famous yeah i'm sure um, and we're, we're living in a very meme heavy society at the moment so absolutely um so <laughs> if we can move on i mean do we even want to move on from that i've probably. got a lot of um lying down to do <laughs> uh, yes well you've got it on your whatsapp so that's fine um but i mean you're probably going to be inspired by all of those musical artists that i just mentioned um but in any case what is your track of the week this week lucy so my track of the week this week um comes from uh alex cameron do you know alex cameron goes out with what is her name jemima what's a face off of from girls Oh, right. Okay. Jemima Kirk, is it? Jemima Kirk? Yeah, yeah. So Alex Cameron is a musician. He sort of, he started out performing as like a persona of like a really like failed, sad, misogynistic man who uh, like, so a lot of his like first songs and albums were a bit sort of tongue in cheek um, and sort of like uh, pastiche. Um, right. And then now he's gone like a bit more personal um, and basically his most recent um, album, which the title track of is my track of the week, Miami Memory, is uh, like a sort of more like a, a love album, all to do with his like relationship with Jemima Kirk, who plays Jessa from Girls. Um, and this song is just so great. I love it loads. It has like a really great like beat. It's um, really like sexy, but also really just like powerful, like love song. It's not like your average love song. Um, and I really love it. Um, and then to add uh, to my love of this song and making it my track of the week, Self-Esteem released, uh, Self-Esteem announced that she's releasing an EP on May the 1st called yeah. Cuddles Please. What a great okay. name for, a <laughs> for an EP in these times. Um, and which has like a few different versions of songs on and has a cover version of this song. Um, and I was like, oh shit, as if, like, that's going to be so great. <laughs> so um, uh, that just makes it my track of the week. Um, he, I, can, I can't recommend that album enough. I mean, I think, I've always, I wanted to talk about uh, his, like, earlier stuff when he was this sort of persona. He uses, like, some, he uses, like, some slur words. So he uses the, like, homophobic slur word, you know, like, the F word. Um, yeah in one of his earlier songs um and he sort of got a bit of like stick for it and said that like he used it because he was this persona and that like he was like really interested and fascinated by masculinity and by people like being shitheads and stuff like that and that therefore he wrote that into his songs um and I, it just made me think of like whether or not it is okay to do that um and it made me think because you know we obviously had like a break over christmas that gavin and stacy special came out yeah. and they sung the f word like along with um singing fairy tales new york and obviously got a bunch of complaints about it um and i was just like was thinking about when that is okay and when it's not um and essentially I mean, I personally don't think it is okay to use it, even if you're like being like, oh, but that's, you know, was of the time or I'm being this character or blah, 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 blah. I, I think just if think you're like de depicting like a homophobic person, like a fictional person, then obviously like, you know, if it, if it comes with, with warnings and it's depicting like a moment in time or whatever and it's like acted, then yes. I think like there's maybe a space for it then but I think also it depends on who is adopting what persona and like what the context is because if you're if you're sort of like co-opting that experience from a particular culture it's just wildly inappropriate and offensive yes yeah yeah that's that that is that puts it perfectly I think like 
if you are so for it's like in the Gavin and Stacey episode which I haven't watched but I assume is set in as it were present day it's not really okay and it would be so easy to not do that and it's like why have you done it though and I know that there is that whole controversy around that song anyway and people are always like oh it's fine because like when it was released like it was it was sung then and you know it's it's from that time it's from that time but if anything that just tells us that in that time people didn't give a shit about like slurring home like throwing slurs about home like homophobic slurs around um and why would we want to like remember that time when like now we live in a time where we do care about that so we can do something about it yeah and i think it's a shame um with the with the gavin and stacy thing i guess like people had a couple of different views on it because it wasn't kind of like scripted from the actual characters themselves as as saying that so it's yeah. i suppose arguably like one degree of separation away um but also i guess you know they could have picked any other song in the world to do um yeah. they didn't have to do to do that song and also not that um you know this would make it right or wrong either way but just contextually they have what is seen to be regarded as, I mean, it's not explicit, I don't believe, but um, seemingly regarded as a gay character, Bryn, um, yeah. Rob, Rob Brydon's character. So to have that word included sort of like denigrates that, but also what I think is is really is really important and something that Dan Levy always stresses in his work on Shit's Creek is when he's depicting these communities from small towns and it's something that Taylor Swift got picked up on, you know, it's very easy for a lefty liberal to pigeonhole and to, and to minimize and to sort of make fun of and say, you know, these people aren't as educated and to, um, you know, sort of put a group of people into one box that's really sort of like damaging and just serves to kind of separate us further and that was something that Dan Levy um as a as a director and producer of that show was always careful to not do in terms yeah. of how the characters treated um David and other sort of queer characters um that formed Shit's Creek and I think what Gavin and Stacey has I think you know had and and does have in its favor is the kind of warmth and emotional intelligence of those characters that are universally like loved by so many people from so many different walks of life. And it's kind of like, like how Roseanne was back in the day before things went wrong. It, yeah. it, it, it's unlike Shit's Creek, it's kind of like a great unifier for a lot of people. And I think Gavin and Stacey is kind of like the UK equivalent of that. And yeah. I think that, you know, it's just a shame to include that when it didn't need to be there because even though a lot of people from within the queer community because I like did a bit of research around it at the time and sort of was trying to gauge what the reaction had been and it seemed to be very sort of 50 50 with people saying that they weren't bothered at all and people saying that they really were but I suppose like given all of those facts could they have just done something else yeah or like even if even like sung it, but then uh, one of the characters like mm, no, like you know stood up for like not singing it, like said like some quirk, quirk like quippy line about not saying that or something, or yeah. or like they could have made it funny, or like yeah, they could have made it funny and like made a point about it, like but instead it just was like you know done. But yeah, no, so it just it just got me thinking of that. But that is my track of the week. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Miami Memory by Alex Cameron. Um, he doesn't do any of that those bits anymore, I believe. Um, and uh, I can't recommend that song enough. It's so great, and I'm very uh, interested to hear Self Esteem's cover of it. So that's my track of the week. What is yours? Okay, Fab. Also, um, speaking of Self Esteem, have you been following um, Rebecca's steaming sessions? <laughs> I've seen them. Yes, uh, I've, I've not done any of them. <laughs> I'm looking As for like a, a light aerobics workout to do in my living room. And I don't think that the steam is one of those. It seems it looks very intense. intense. Yeah. It's good though. Um, yeah, and it's, it's, it's funny that she's doing it every single day, which is insane, but um, yeah, yeah, nice one. Um, my track of the week this week is um, basically just nicked from you. <laughs> right. Is it? Yeah. 
What is it? It is Tiny Dancer by Elton John. Oh. <laughs> I sent a group to... Uh, a group? God, can't talk anymore. I sent a message to one of our group chats this morning saying, anyway, just listening to Tiny Dancer about to cry. What about you? Or something like that. Or something like... Uh, yeah. And it was exactly how I felt at that exact moment. It was just came on and I was so close to tears. Yeah. Um, and I, then, yeah. I felt the exact same. And I just yeah. remembered like every long trip we've ever taken in the car. And then Aww. I was watching like that bit from Almost Famous and I was like, oh, that's all my friends. Aww. And then yeah. like the, the bit where it says, oh, um, but oh, how it feels so real lying here with no one near, only you and you can hear me when I say softly, um, softly, slowly, hold me close, a tiny dancer. And I was like, there's no one Shit. here. Yeah, there's nobody here. <laughs> Yeah, um, but then I just like fell down a massive Elton John rabbit hole, and I'm not sorry. Um, and I think I'll rock it at that concert as well. So fab. That is exactly the kind of place he would be. So such a I good call. Such a good call. Yeah. I want like the whole world to be singing "Tiny Dancer" at the same time. Oh, hold me closer. Oh, but don't. Not yeah, yet. yeah. We're still socially for now, but Soon. Um, emotionally, do it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and also <laughs> I want to watch Almost Famous again the most. I want to watch loads of like music things. Like I want to watch High Fidelity. I want to watch Empire Records. I want to watch Almost. Oh, I've been thinking about Empire Records recently because I haven't watched that in a few, a couple of years. It's one of my, my favorites ever. Definitely okay, well, maybe watch we can do a, a film night and watch it at the same time. Yeah, that'd be good. That would nice. Be good. And as well as feasting on the archives of Elton John. What else have you been consuming this week, Lucy? Because it's time for our consumable segment. Quarantine. Right, so this week, what have I been watching? I've actually watched quite a lot. Ew. Sort of. Um, <laughs> but not, maybe? Um, not loads to talk about. So I finished Feel Good, which you've already talked about Um and I just hadn't watched, um, which is the May Martin TV show on Channel 4. Um, yeah. And I think it's on US Netflix. It's definitely not on UK Netflix. Yeah, US um, Netflix. Yeah. I, like, exactly the same as you said. Wasn't, was not, like, the most entranced by it after the first episode, but ended up really, really enjoying it. Thought it was really good. Um, so I can highly recommend that. It's a really nice, like, realistic look at, like, love and addiction and people's lives so definitely watch that if you're into those kind of things um on at the weekend we watched another um big film because we've been getting through watching big films and we watched Mulholland Drive oh that's all a great film. half hours of it oh my god so long <laughs> we started so watching long. it at like half nine and we were like fuck it out I feel but like you're always trying to watch Mulholland Drive has that been a thing before yes that's that's correct. I've been trying to watch Mulholland Drive for years, um, <laughs> but have not uh, been able to until this very weekend. Um, uh, I enjoyed it. I I enjoyed it. I would not watch it again. I don't think like actively be like I must watch this film again. Um, but I did like it. Obviously, um, you know it's been out for a thousand years, so you can talk about it. Um, if you haven't watched it, don't listen. But um, there is some like, you know, there's a lesbian sort of narrative to it in the sense that there's two women who meet, get obsessed with each other and they're like shagging within 24 hours and saying they love each other. So if that's not yeah. a lesbian narrative, I don't know what is. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's very David Lynch. It's, you know, the man, that man is obsessed with red. He loves red. There's, there's always so much red everywhere in all of his films, like, and TV, off, off Twin Peaks. Um, but yeah, no, I really liked it. It's it's weird. It's bizarre. You know, it's uh, it's very itself, which like I don't hate, but I it does sometimes make me like, eh, like you're very yourself, and like it's a bit sort of like I'm a man in in Hollywood. I can make whatever I want. Yeah, like a bit um, like and um, go watch it and tell me it's good. Yeah, absolutely. But I do get that. Like basically, the whole thing is supposed to be like a metaphor for Hollywood and for how it swallows you up and makes you like lose your identity etc blah 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 and like it does that quite well yeah. um but there were just moments of it where I was like oh, you just didn't it just didn't need to be this long and stupid so <laughs> yeah. yeah it is weird like um when I went on um holiday to America when I was like in my early 20s we drove to Mulholland Drive and oh, really yeah and it was like really weird to 
look out and see just all of LA in one place. Cause usually like when you're like in LA, it's so like sprawling. So you don't really like get a sense of it. And yes. then you go there, you like can really sort of get a sense of it and just think that like just everything entertainment wise, like is here. Just all yeah. the, all, all yeah. like the big, the big budget things anyway. Yeah. And, that like, is cool. I like wonder what, you know, decisions have been made today that like we're gonna see in like three years or whatever it was cool um Um, that actually funnily enough the izzy while we were watching it she she googled because she was like it was we were maybe like 45 minutes in and she was like this is tedious so she googled how long is mulholland drive and it came up as 32 kilometers (laughs) i was like that is long that's a long drive (laughs) Um, yeah um so yeah i I would like i i enjoyed it i would i would like to go and like look at like go drive to mulholland drive why not like you know it's iconic in its own right but um uh yeah i wouldn't like rush to watch it again but i think it's a good watch you know what i mean good to have seen yeah um yeah um and apart from that i've catched up on all of drag race which i hadn't like i'd only watched like the first two episodes initially and then i hadn't watched any of it like for weeks and then now I've caught up and I'm like into it now I like want to watch it actively so that's good um I just love Jan loads um yeah. I think she's super pure and also justice for Jan because I think she should have won the last week's challenge she should have won and I love Gigi so it's not a read like I yeah. literally love Gigi but yeah I really really like Gigi as well um and I think Gigi's probably gonna like win which is totally fine but like give another hun five grand you know yeah yeah given that Gigi is probably gonna win as well yeah um yeah I mean Rue just loves like a fashion moment the most like, right okay that I guess like that's maybe just come into um play a bit but I can't help and um I said this to you on um WhatsApp the other day in my mind um Gigi is just Jude oh yeah from a little life which you've been reading yeah yeah I like I like that I I that that's funny because like when I read a little life I don't know who I pictured how I pictured Jude but I must have not had a, a a sort of marker in my life that like made me think of that you know what I mean so obviously like you you've been watching that alongside reading and you've been like oh that's Jude like yeah 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 and um, then weirdly um, Willem I can only imagine Willem as um you know the <laughs> you know the one that's like not the cap not the captain in Titanic but like the second one down <laughs> he's like a famous actor I do not know Titanic enough to give you any sort of information on that wait no I have to tell you one sec okay oh right yeah okay um yeah, so in my mind, I can only imagine Willem when Willem's older. And um, in my mind, the older Willem is played by Victor Garber. Victor Garber. Google Victor Garber. Oh my God, he came up as someone I've, I've Googled before. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, I see that. I can see that. Love yeah. that. Yes, very refined. Anyway, I'll talk about a little life later, but um, you were saying about Drag Race. Sorry. Um, yeah, so I've just been really enjoying it, Get got really into it. I, I agree with you. I think you mentioned on the podcast a couple of podcasts ago that it's the, I don't know if you did, yeah, I think you did, that like the edit post the Sherry Pie controversy is really odd because like enough, like sort of, she's still in it but not really and then they've they've really tried to like not have her in it and then all of a sudden she's just there and you're like oh yeah you like it's it's a bit odd but you know they did the right thing in continuing with the series and like you know trying to get cut her out as much as possible um yeah no i'm 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 really enjoying it and getting really into it um the uh i have to be in the right mood still for the edit but (laughs) but uh i am just I just want Jan to do really well because I just think she's so pure and nice and I just want her to be my friend as well I just think she'd be loads of fun on a night out so that's what I want um what about you are you enjoying it as the series goes as someone who's more of an aficionado yeah I think that I'm really like starting to get into it now and I love Heidi in closet so much oh yes that's (laughs) what I was gonna say I I love her she is like she's got such like character and like wit she's so funny and like it's just like and also really kind and nice to everybody yeah like like, 
really good comic timing without being like catty yeah. quite like self-deprecating but um yes. yeah bring something different to the competition um yeah i probably like don't like her drag the most but i really like her the most yes i, I agree i agree um so yeah i think that like heidi can definitely be miscongeniality in my mind oh yeah um yeah so aside from that um i think we were going to talk about the first episode of killing eve should we talk about that now yes we shall yes what did you think well um I think on the whole, I really enjoyed it. I mean, to be honest, I was kind of watching it without um, without kind of like a critical eye, I suppose, maybe as much as I should have. I was just kind of watching it and not really thinking, okay, yeah. too, not really thinking too much about it. So I just kind of like enjoyed it. But then I was talking to some friends afterwards and they made some points that like, I think on reflection, I do agree with, um, which was like, the wedding scene was really like unrealistic and quite sort of um i don't know sort of put there to put there to sort of be a bit style over substance and how that yeah. like other person was like waiting for her and they have that big fight and like she would never do that speech that she did and how also you know how could she have gotten someone to sort of fall for her so much that that she would have been married and then there was like no other context and then it just like went on to other different things it just felt yeah. like it was kind of thrown in there to kind of have inverted commas a strong start I do think there were some people who had issues with the fact now this is a massive spoiler so don't listen to the next 20 seconds about this and maybe a bit more but I'm gonna say it now so just know about that but the fact that they um kill off Kenny oh my god they kill yeah. Kenny um in the first um episode i thought was actually like quite a good flex on their part because kenny is a really like best loved character like everyone really likes him but to be honest like what does he really give to the plot like not that much so they can afford to lose him but also it kind of sends a message i think to say we feel that the writing is solid enough and that the storyline is good enough and that the other characters are strong enough to support the fact that we've done this in the first step. Like, this is us flexing our confidence in this. So to yeah. me, that kind of read as a positive to be like, right, well, if they're willing to do that, then obviously, like, we're in a good place. Because I think that, you know, third series, series often can rely on things that they know are going to get them over the line and the fact that they killed off Kenny especially after that hilarious um back and forth between him and his mum about having a battered sausage um yeah which I thought was brilliant and like very indicative of a lot of conversations that I have with my mum like we'll have a blazing round she'll be like do you want a chippy and I'll be like yeah um <laughs> <laughs> so I think like you know a lot of us can relate to that um, which sort of brings in that sort of Killing Eve, um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge-esque levity that um, everybody really enjoyed from the first series. Is it still there in the same way? Probably not. And I think that if Phoebe Waller-Bridge was still doing this, there would be, it would be a completely different script and everything that happened yeah. in season two wouldn't have happened. But it's just a different beast now and like that, that's that's fine and that's the way that it is. And I do really like that a different... Um, female director producer takes the helm each series like and yeah. you know gets a chance to sort of flex their creative muscle over this which you know is gonna be um, broadcast internationally so it's like a really great thing um so I think it I think it was sort of a mixed bag like I was I was entertained there was still a lot of great fashion looks loved her like agent provocateur bra that she was wearing for her wedding fab um and you know a couple of really great one-liners didn't mind the fact that they killed kenny and on the whole i feel intrigued and excited to watch more what do you think um i essentially agree with all of those points um i like was so obviously i like enjoyed kenny in the first two seasons and then in that that episode i was like oh yeah kenny and i was like oh yeah kenny's super sweet yeah kenny's great can't wait to see more from kenny and then <laughs> they killed him off and i was like all right there goes kenny <laughs> um, so but i agree that they sort of i think they sort of had to do that because i think they had to do something strong and turn it like and show that yeah we can 
we sort of can do whatever we want and also like there had to be something because I actually found the sort of first half of the episode quite boring um like I wasn't that hooked into it and I think that's because I kind of came at it um sort of being already feeling like you know at the end of season two I was like oh I don't want them to make any more I kind of was like oh what are they going to do I think they might be stringing it out a bit too much um and so for the first sort of half of it I was just thinking like oh it's just it's just the cat and mouse again and you know it's just going to end up with them meeting again and like how are they going to do something different um but then the end the ending by the ending second half of it and everything and they were sort of building up some more interesting intrigue and stuff and then killing kenny i was a bit like oh maybe there is going to be a bit more to this and it actually will go down a bit more of like an interesting plot than i'm expecting so i'm just intrigued to see the rest of it i wouldn't say i was like thought it was amazing um but i definitely enjoyed it and will be looking forward to watching the rest of it so yeah no i agree with you cool So have you been watching anything else, Liv? I have been... Well, I actually want to recommend an article. I don't know if you read it. Um, the one that was in the New York Times, The Renegades. Um, I did. Which I really, really enjoyed. And it is a massive celebration of butch people, basically. Yeah. Um, which was really, really great to see. And there's like a sort of 15-minute video and an article as well. So um, the sort of preamble says, queer culture and the arts would be much poorer without the presence and contribution of butch and stud lesbians, whose identity is both its own aesthetic and a defiant repudiation of the male gaze. Um, So... Yeah, it, I thought it was. I thought it was dead great. Um, had the likes of like Alison Bechdel, J.D. Sampson, Roxanne Gay, Casey Legler, like loads of sort of famous um, Leah Delaria, um, famous stud people um, from the past sort of twenty, thirty years, say, um, or longer. And they just sort of talk about how they relate to that identity or not, or how they're perceived in in that way, and just the kind of whole culture around it and. Um, they did this big photo shoot and it was like this sort of big celebration and I think that you know more and more now um, you know queerness in general is um, sort of accepted in sort of western media and culture a lot more but I, I think that sort of butch people are maybe the last one of the last people to get like the slice of that pie maybe in in some ways so it just felt really nice to see that um representation and I think they were sort of talking about how it can be perceived as like sort of like being like an out an outdated identity almost um because they were the sort of like one of the first visible queer identities that people knew about um so yeah, I, I thought it was a really interesting um, article and would definitely recommend that. It's in the New York Times. I will add it to the show notes. So I enjoyed reading that. What did you think of it? Yeah, I thought it was great. Um, like like you say, a really great um, just sort of portrait of one of the many, many, many identities, queer, queer identities that there are. Um, and that, uh, yeah, it's a good bit of history in there. Good, like loads of good people that you can then go onwards to learn more about um, and get interested in, which is really cool as well. Um, and yeah, I just thought it was nice to see um, Butchdom celebrated because uh, I think it's a great thing. Totally. And um, I also, I've mentioned it earlier, but I finished A Little Life, all 720 pages. And oh I can't my God. about anything else. All three ever. books of it. Yes. What am I supposed yeah, to do now? Shit. Oh God. That's how everyone feels at the end. I think. Well, everyone I know who's read it felt like that. Like, what am I supposed to do now? But will I feel um, like this about a book ever again? Uh, yes. Okay. Well, I, I haven't felt this way about a book in, in my memory. It's a very specific feeling. I agree. But I, you will feel as powerfully about books again. Um, they not in the same way i do think it has a specific uh emotive response um yeah are you just like constantly thinking about it all the time constantly thinking about it all the time and i think that you know when i said that i was gonna embark upon my reading quest um you and jamie both said that it was in a lot of ways like a good time to be reading 
this because yeah fully concentrate on it there's not really as many external factors with lockdown and stuff um which sort of has been the case but it's also meant that kind of I've really stewed over it and um because it's all about um I guess it's all about kind of like how how trauma f- follows you into can follow you into adulthood, but also like prevailingly the importance of relationships, whether or not that's like platonic, romantic friendships, whatever. I mean, like mainly friendship above anything else. Yeah, and just made me miss my mates and my life, and um, yes. talking to people and looking at them in the eyes and not through Zoom, and yeah. sort of like having those moments that matter with people. Um, just felt you know, even more, I mean, t- to be honest, I think that's something that I like super value anyway, but, um, given current circumstances and given that I've just read that book, just like more so than ever before. So if you're looking for something to just like metaphorically, like punch you in the guts with emotion, then read that. Cause you're not going to get any better than that. And also, um, some really fab queer representation in that book as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I I would say if you, um, like a lot of people at the moment during lockdown, um, are sort of feel like you're not feeling anything, if you want to feel something, read that book because you can't help but feel something as you go through it. You can't be numb reading that book. No, I think that would take a very specific type of I don't know sociopath yeah (laughs) as much as to not feel anything as much as though for me it was a 10 out of 10 five stars I I I do think it doesn't need to be as long as it is I agree yeah I agree from what I remember I remember basically saying those exact words when I finished it that this is amazing loved it loads but it could have been a bit shorter yeah, it could have been 500 pages and I and I would have got everything out of it the same, I think. Yeah. But um when I was reading it I was like this this reads to me like a screenplay, like I can see it being performed. It's a very like drama-filled piece of writing. It is very visu- very visual. And then I saw that um there was some talks about it being adapted into a screen into a not a screenplay into I think it was a theater production of it oh really yeah Mm. and they had they had the actors that they sort of had penned for the main four i'll I'll send you the stuff after it it sort of suited it in my mind did you um did you ever watch how to get away with murder Uh, i watched about half of the first series of that yet there's like a young guy in that who they um were gonna get to play malcolm interesting okay yeah send me the link i'm intrigued to see yeah um i i can kind of see it as a play yeah actually i can definitely see it as a play but i think it would make a great film as well yeah i think i hope i hope hope one day it will be made into one yeah me too i think like with a play there's a lot that you can do sort of like stylistically with some of the bits that definitely don't necessarily need to be kind of like portrayed verbatim i guess um yes but yeah it's a brilliant brilliant book um loved it so i am now reading on earth we're briefly gorgeous which you've read before um i think i've got the same copy which is kate's book thanks kate i'll give it back to you in i don't know whenever this ends um (laughs) also it's signed every book i borrow from her is signed like is she famous she loves loves the waterstones event she really does um yeah anyway so thanks for that kate um if you listen to this and um yeah so been reading those things um what else do i have oh a couple of podcasts so i have like the equivalent of like a shepherd's pie in podcast form okay okay and it is i'm looking for warmth and comfort Yes, and it is Mel and Sue on Table Manners. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, I saw that they'd been on it. <laughs> it's just so nice. It's just it? like yeah. it's like just what you want, and they're that not is, they're yeah. not flogging anything. Like I believe that they have a new show on Sky where they play like really poor hitmen. Yes, I've heard about that. Sounds bad. In yeah, my yeah, but um, <laughs> I didn't really kind of. I don't think they even talked about that once. But um, the way that they talk to each other is just so nice, and they call each other matey. <laughs> That's 
pure. Yeah, and all they're so pure to each other. And all they were doing is like talking about like great restaurants they went to for like each other's twenty fifth birthday and called each other matey the whole time. And it was really nice. Mm, that's adorable. Yeah. yeah, that's nice. So that was nice. And I also listened to so the polarizing figure in and out of um, you know the pop culture news, as we know, Jamila Jamil has um, a podcast version of her I Weigh Instagram that she has yeah. launched. And I think the first guest that has been on it um, was Beanie Feldstein. And I love Beanie Feldstein. So I wanted to listen to it for that. Um, And yeah, I mean, it's an interesting conversation about um, Beanie's experience, um, I guess, being a queer person um, in this culture, also being like a plus size person in this culture and um, how she relates to her body or doesn't relate to other people's opinions about her body and yeah yeah it's it's an interesting thing to listen to if you are interested in that kind of thing but still quite light you know if you're looking for um something to fulfill that category um i also saw on bbc news that i wanted to share um there are two um israeli drag queens who basically have like run out of money and gigs so they've started doing like facebook lives of drag concerts and they've been like absolutely like popping off oh nice yeah so that's really nice so i'll share that as well because that's like a positive a positive story for this time and um also i read that um hannah gadsby's newest tour douglas is coming to netflix on may the 26th okay cool so she just toured with that in the UK a couple of months ago. So that'll be like a nice lockdown thing to watch. So something to look forward to and put in your little diaries, everybody. <laughs> I saw a very funny like um, video on Twitter today where somebody had like, um, they were like, this is my 2020 diary that I bought at the beginning of the year. What a like waste of time. And they just <laughs> throw it into this field. It's dead funny. <laughs> good i was like oh yeah well done good good work um but yes no it's nice to have little things entertainment things to put in the diary so keep them coming olivia you're on top of them and um speaking of that poor woman not agreeing with her 2020 diary i'm sure there are other things during this time that we also don't agree with because it's time for i don't agree with it so lucy another week another thing to not agree with what is it that you don't agree with this week Uh, so this week um i don't agree with um you know so we're all locked down and i know we need to find entertainment and our own bits of solace and we need to do what we can to keep ourselves entertained but it's happened a couple times. I know it's been happening for a lot of people um, to various different degrees of niceness. But I do not agree with people playing their instruments incredibly loud into the street. It happened just now, just before we started recording. Someone started playing Smoke on the Water incredibly loudly on their electric guitar. Must have been in the garden. Um, and to be fair, like that's fine. But when it repeats for about half an hour, not so fine. Yeah. And... Um, the other day, me, Izzy and Adam went out onto the patch of grass next to the car park to like get some outside <laughs> space. And um, some guy from like across the, there's like a school playing field by my balcony. And from like across the balcony, like, across that field was just like, must have been out on his like balcony or in his garden, was just playing like the most like whiny guitar and singing along like incredibly loudly and it's like what I just like I think I get it like we need to do things and that's fine but like why subject everyone to it maybe he just like isn't cognizant of how shit he is because um he probably thinks that he's doing you know like how in Italy they do like all those gorgeous performances on their balcony yes and they're like trained opera singers and pianists and stuff yeah probably like I'm serving yeah (laughs) which is i mean to be fair play to him fair play to him like because i was like if this was like some stunning piano i'd actually love it but i wouldn't love it if it was like repetitive which is what both these things have been they've been like the same thing over and over which is really really boring to me um uh my highlight though of that guy kind of redeemed himself when he played angels by robbie williams which i thought was really funny oh and we love to see some robbie yeah (laughs) um so that's what i don't agree with what do you not agree with um well i don't agree with really vivid and weird dreams oh yes everyone's been having them 
Yeah, so apparently it's a thing that during this yeah. lockdown, we've all been having um, vivid dreams. And certainly like amongst my friends and people that I've spoken to, they have definitely shared in that. Um, I think it's like something to do with the fact that like we're all obsessing over the news. So we have like so much more to process in a day than we would normally, which is like yeah. coming out in our dreams. And sometimes are like anxiety dreams, sometimes are just like based on things that you needed to process from that day that your brain hasn't had a chance to process i'm talking about this yeah. like i know what i'm talking about i don't but like that's my interpretation of it anyway um so yeah i i've had like a couple of i mean to be honest i don't not agree with my particular dreams but i don't agree with like other people having stressful dreams because that's sad but um i had a dream the other night that i was a gorgeous artist though oh well i mean i agree with that you are a gorgeous artist well thank you with i was a sticker book <laughs> Thank you so much. I was telling um, our friend Kate about it, the one who has lent us that book, um, because it basically I was an artist and I was like the personal artist of this this girl that we went to high school with. Okay. <laughs> and I was her personal artist and um, I was at this like gala and I was trying to find her because I wanted to like get some commissions from her. Right. She's the one that like mainly buys my art and my art was very specific, Lucy. So the only art that I made as this gorgeous <laughs> artist were like peasant scenes. So very like Bruegel's sort of yeah. like vibe of you know like reveling and you know yeah. like ales um so i would i would i would depict those scenes that was a thing that i did as an artist and my only other thing that i specialized in so were, were peasants and portraits of zac efron <laughs> and that was it brilliant yeah that is my oeuvre if you will yes um yes yes um yes so um i guess it was an anxiety dream in the sense of like i was spending this whole gala trying to like find her to get some money for my commissions but then um kate turned up because she'd been in a law ball next door and of course absolutely pissed as a fart just like laughing at the fact that i was like trying to find this woman to commission my art and it just kind of like you know fizzled out as dreams do but they were the things that i took away from the dream amazing i don't know what that means but it means yeah i mean i love a vivid dream but i do agree that i don't like them when they're super stressful um a friend of ours said that he'd like had a dream that um they that they'd like killed somebody and then like it was super stressful and stuff like that and i was like yeah that's not nice that's not a nice vividness but i do like to wake up and like think about a dream it's quite funny but um yeah no very funny (laughs) well if you need another hobby you're gonna have to start portrait painting zach efron it's it's the way forward i think there are worse things to do during lockdown definitely definitely okay Um, well on that zach efron note I think that's where we have to leave it for this week, Lucy. It's been... Yeah, ever. sweet dreams of Zac Efron. Yeah, it, it has ever been a joy and a delight for ha- to have our registered social time together. It is definitely something that I value more and more as the weeks go on. Um, yeah. And as usual, just putting it out to everyone else who um, has been listening to us, especially in the last couple of weeks. Oh, you can hear the birds um, outside of my window. Aww, I've, had the w- I've had the window open because... Sauce. it's probably not good for sound but i need oh to. i have to um, yeah um please get in touch with us please let us know how you're doing um you know especially if you're not doing that well we want to know um you know maybe there's something we can do maybe there isn't but at least we can all just like have a chat and recommend stupid things to watch and just be you know someone that's there for you hopefully and um yeah just get in touch with us get in touch with each other as um yeah we love we love to see that absolutely and we will be loving you leaving you and longing for you until next time Bye. bye great good am i like pitch in the pitch black to you yes you're a specter at the feast